Well, it's my delight to be able to share with you in this summer uh, chapel here at Tyndale. A few uh, years ago, I was speaking at uh, a seminar at Mission Fest Toronto, and I was sharing that now famous quote by John Piper, Mission exists because worship doesn't, that God loves the nations of the world and desires to bless them. All of a sudden, a gentleman stood up and he said, Mr. Cousins, I disagree with what you're saying. The only reason that we have nations and languages is because of sin and the fall, and specifically the Lord's judgment at the Tower of Babel. I thought for a moment, and I said to him, Sir, I don't know about you, but when I look at what heaven is like and is going to be like, as revealed in the book of Revelation, it shows nations from every language and tongue around the throne uh, worshiping God. You see, when I read my Bible, I see a God who delights in diversity. Even before he created this world, diversity was present and celebrated in the Godhead through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Genesis, it says that God created this beautiful creation. No two plants were the same. No two animals were the same. God delights in diversity, and God said, it is good. And then we see that God created Adam. But Adam wasn't complete until God created Eve, his companion. So different, yet the companion that Eve, that Adam couldn't live without. And God saw this diversity, the Bible says, and he said, not that it was good, but it was what? Very good. You know, and the Bible has a creational mandate. That mandate is found in Genesis 1, verse 28, where God said to Adam and Eve, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You know, that verse reminds me of a friend of mine's in Ireland. Ivan was his name. Ivan got married to Elizabeth just before I emigrated to Canada in the early 70s. And every two or three years, I would go back, and Ivan's little family expanded. Until on the seventh year I went back, Ivan's wife, Elizabeth, had given birth to her seventh child. The doctor in the hospital said, Ivan, you're putting your wife at risk. And so I sat Ivan down, and I said to Ivan, Ivan, why so many children? And Ivan, with this very solemn look in his face, said, Robert, didn't God say, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth? And I tried to restrain myself from smiling, and I said, yes, Ivan, God did say, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, but he didn't tell you to do it all by yourself. <laughs> you know, I believe if Adam and mankind had have obeyed that creational mandate, that languages and nations would have developed naturally. Why? Because our God is a God who delights in diversity. It's part of the creational DNA. But when you turn to Genesis 11, verse 4, you see something happened. Mankind was not satisfied just to be made in human dignity. They wanted to use their new technology of 
blocks and mortar and to build a tower and to become like God. And it says specifically in that verse, if you read it, it says, they did that so that they would not be what? Be scattered. You see, they were intentionally disobeying God's creational mandate. And if you look what it says, what happened after that, it says twice that God scattered them. You see, this was God's intended purpose for his creation, that it should spread out, that it should become diverse. You know, the curse at Babel, actually, I believe, was a blessing in disguise. It was the fulfilling of God's desire for this diverse and beautiful creation that he loves. Now, what comes after the Tower of Babel? It's the call and the blessing of Abraham. But we need to see something very, very important. Before Abraham received the blessing, he had to be willing to be what? To be scattered. He had to be willing to leave Ur of Chaldees, his homeland, and move out. And when he obeyed God and was scattered, God blessed him. And that blessing was not just a blessing for Abraham, but it was a blessing for all peoples, a blessing for all nations. And I believe this blessing is traced throughout Scripture. In fact, the Apostle Paul, commenting on this blessing in Galatians 3 verse 8, says this, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All the nations will be blessed through you. Isn't that amazing that the gospel was announced through that blessing on the nations way back to Abraham? And here's the amazing thing, that God calls you and I to be on his mission. And that mission is all about bringing his blessing to the nations. You know, one part of my ministry, uh, which I really enjoy, is training missionaries or Christians for cross-cultural mission. And during the training session, we usually explain a little bit about what culture is and how we are shaped by culture. And we say culture is like a set of glasses, and that these glasses give us a perspective on how to see life and how to interpret life. We're born into a culture. We're not born with cultural glasses, but we're born into a culture, and our culture gives us a specific set of glasses through which we see life. Each one of us here, we're wearing a set of cultural glasses. The difference of the glasses is the shade of those glasses, depending on what culture you're enculturated in. Often, when we're doing this training, a, a participant will say to me, Robert, I know the color that your glasses must be tinted in. I say, well, what is it? And they say, green. I say, well, that's close. I do come from Ireland, but actually my glasses are tinted orange. Now, you have to be a cultural insider to know what that means. If you can just continue there. You see, I grew up in a country with two cultures. Catholics were symbolized by green, and the Ulster Protestant orange men were symbolized by orange. As a young boy, I used to walk with these orange men on July the 12th. It's coming close to that now. And we were 
remembering a battle that took place in 1690 when King William of Orange defeated that hated Catholic king. I grew up in a, in a culture of suspicion, of hatred. I remember as a young boy at 12 coming home one evening, I sat down to do my homework and suddenly the windows in our home imploded. Back in the 70s, friends of mine were killed by terrorists. One day, one of our neighbors got into his car. He drove just outside of our home, and the car exploded. My mother picked up body parts out of our garden. You know, God had to bring me out of Ireland to deculturalize me from the hatred that I had internalized from my culture. I never dreamt in coming to Canada that God would lead Sheila and myself to Africa. One year after we were married, one year after we graduated from Ontario Bible College. And that two and a half year short term mission turned into 12 with our two children born and raised in Kenya and Tanzania. All of this, God was changing my heart and putting love for diversity into my heart. But let's fast forward. About three years ago, something quite unusual happened in my life and ministry. God gave me a vision. Now, I have to qualify that. I say, as close to a vision as a fellowship Baptist is allowed to have. You know, for eight years, I was director of Mission Prep, an organization that trained missionaries to go all over the world to share the gospel. And Mission Prep had grown to the point where the board said, Robert, you need executive training. And so they sent me off to this Arrow executive training, high-end training to, to develop my leadership skills. And at that first seminar, the facilitator asked a very simple question. He said, write a vision statement that you wouldn't get tired doing. The mission prep vision statement was training Christians for effective cross-cultural ministry. I paused to think, and that's when I had this very clear vision. I changed that mission statement to read, Training Multicultural Leaders for Cross-Cultural Mission. I cannot explain the, the sense of clarity of God's voice at that moment. It was so clear and direct that when I came back from that first week, Arrow Executive course, I submitted my resignation as director of mission prep, which didn't please them because I still had two more to, to, to take. Now, I need to explain that resigning from mission prep was not because God was not blessing our ministry. Over 200 Christians a year were being trained to go all over the world to share the gospel as missionaries. But you see, as I reflected on the people that we were training, it became very obvious to me that 95% of the people that we were training were just like me, white Anglo-Saxon. Now, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. But you see, when I was going out doing training and perspectives and global missions and other church events, often I was the visible minority. And God spoke to me in that vision and said, Robert, I am bringing a representation of the nations to Canada, and I want you to spend the rest of your ministry encouraging and training new Canadians to engage in your global mission. And you know, working at the Tim Center 
is such a blessing because it gives such a platform for doing that. The vision uh, of Tim Center is the church from all nations bringing Christ to all nations. You see, mission is no longer the West to the rest. It's from all nations to all nations. It begins on your doorstep and my doorstep to reach the nations, and it goes to the ends of the earth. In closing, I want to share just a few personal exciting things that God is doing uh, through our ministry at Tim Center. Uh, Two years ago, Two years ago, God led uh, Pastor Nari Santos into my life. He came to Canada from the Philippines to, to plant churches in Canada. In four years, he has seen four churches planted in Canada. Now, most of the people in these churches happen to be Filipino. But God gave Pastor Nari a vision, a bigger vision, that these churches should be missional and that they should become multicultural. And my wife and I decided to work with these churches. We work one day a week with Pastor Nari. And we're asking God to show us how a monocultural church can reach out to bless the nations here in Toronto. And exciting things are happening. You just go to the next slide. Thank you. Last year, Pastor Nari came to me And said, Robert, we have 18 leaders that need to be trained. How are we going to do it? And God opened up an amazing door through the Tim Center. Uh, Last year, we launched a two-year non-credit diploma where new Canadians can take eight courses for equipping them to become missional leaders in the church. We have people from Africa, from Iran, from India, and from the Philippines in our first cohort. And Lord willing, we're going to initiate our second cohort in September. And here's the amazing thing. Tyndale caught the vision and have allowed us to offer these courses at $150 a course. Now, before you overreact here, i got to say they're non-credit courses, okay? And, uh, And so we are blessing the nations, blessing the nations. Uh, a few years ago, a supporting church asked if I would do some pastoral training in Nicaragua. This Brethren Church sent myself a Baptist down to Nicaragua, and when I got there, I discovered that 80% of the pastors were apostolic Pentecostals. I said, Lord, I cannot walk on water. You need to help me here. And so God answered my prayer and brought into my life Uh, a pastor named Felipe Gonzalez. Felipe Gonzalez is president of the Spanish network here in Toronto of over 150 churches. What What a privilege it is to go with a brother in Christ who can speak Spanish and together minister the word of God in Nicaragua, blessing the nations together. And because of Pastor Gonzalez, Tim Center became connected with these churches, and we said, wouldn't it be great if we could offer global missions training in Spanish to these Spanish leaders? And together with Latin American Mission and Central American Mission, we started a four-Saturday certificate program in 
engaging in global mission. And just a month ago, I couldn't believe the graduation ceremony went on for this uh, Tim Center certificate. Blessing the nations that God has brought here. Just in closing, let me quickly share two other exciting aspects of the Tim Center mission prep, the Tim Center ministry. One of them is You Reach Toronto, Urban Resources Assisting Churches in Toronto. You know, this is a, a virtual website seeking to bring intercultural resources and research uh, to the Canadian church. Uh, so that they can understand the opportunities and diversity of the great city that we live in. It's also a place where new Canadians can find resources to help them to adjust to life in Canada. And finally, You Reach Toronto is helping to identify what we call hard-to-reach peoples, peoples who you cannot get a visa or a passport to go to their country, but God has brought a, a good number of those people, and they're living in pockets in the greater Toronto area. And the exciting thing is much of You Reach Toronto is facilitated through volunteers who have caught the vision of blessing the nations. Finally, another exciting ministry opportunity that just happened a few months ago. Some of you may know uh, a mission called HCJB, an old mission over 80 years old, it was using shortwave radio to take the gospel into unreached areas. A few weeks, months ago, they came and approached the Tim Center and said, we'd like to start an internet-based uh, radio, uh, and we need Tim Center's help. Would you help us reach out and find leaders from the 100 indigenous languages that are spoken in Toronto and help us find the right leaders who can come and record in their vernacular mother tongue and that message of hope will be taken to the farthest ends of the earth. Empowering new Canadians to bless the nations. You know, my prayer in closing is that God would revive our vision for praying and engaging in the mission of blessing the nation. And it's my prayer to see that in the next generation, cross-cultural missionaries will be raised from all nations, bringing the gospel to all nations. I wonder, in closing, uh, could we just stand as we read together this wonderful vision of what heaven is going to be like. And if this doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. Let's read it together. After this, I looked, and there before me was a multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and the language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They cried out, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that this is the vision of what heaven is going to be like. And we thank you that we have a chance to get a foretaste of heaven here on earth, that you have brought the nations, a representation of the nations, here uh, to this great city of Toronto. And, Father, as we, as the largest seminary in Canada, as so multicultural as it is, we have this awesome opportunity of being a blessing uh, to the nations and through the nations. And so we just pray, Lord, that you would lift our eyes to see the vision that you have, the heart that you have, 
uh, to bless the nations. That's our prayer this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.